Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Caught, waiting for the promise of the Spirit of the Lord. One hundred and twenty gathered in one place. prayed for the Spirit of grace. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind. The Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Good to have you listening tonight, broadcasting live from the studios of KDIX Dickinson, North Dakota. That's where I live. That's where I pastor. And uh, some of you are listening from very far away, but but we are certainly shooting to have those on this AM radio station listening tonight. Uh, Been building an audience here for 20-some years, and we are excited about all the local people that listen faithfully, and I'm glad that you do. I've got people texting me tonight already, and good to have the Lunas listening in Wapaton, the 
Brother Griffith out in Great Falls, Montana. I was kind of out your way this weekend, kind of, up north of you. Uh, we've got Brother Johnson, said the word of the day is cognate. We've got Brother Dale Jones listening, tell it. We've got Mark and Patty on their way to Indiana. Patty's mom, Sister Walters, is not doing well, I heard. Lord Jesus, touch Sister Walters. God, pray for her. Lord, I ask you to do a work, God, in Jesus' name. Sister Bretz is listening. She was in church today, and she doesn't get to get to church in the winter very often. She lives about 37 miles north of Dickinson, but she was in church today. It was so good to see her. Uh, we've got Jason listening, Ben and Noah out in Pennsylvania. Jason listening in New Raddick, North Dakota. Tim listening in North Carolina. If you want to text me, 701-290-7862. I like reading who texts me. Um, sometimes people complain that I take too much time doing that, but Yvonne and Marin are listening tonight. They just chimed in from Bowman. Uh, we've got Brother Blackshear listening. He just chimed in from... Bro Bridge, Louisiana. He's an evangelist. He's listening tonight. So, hello to everybody. Uh, as I mentioned, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. There are signs of revival here. Just some things been happening. Uh, just a lot of visitors coming. Uh, just some people that are coming back that have wandered. Just uh, good things that are happening today. And I if you're one of those ones that have wandered, uh, we've got room for you. Uh, we want you back, and um, every church has the wanderers. Uh, don't get caught up in this world. I, I, I came into the studio with so much, um, so much confusion about which direction to go, and I just couldn't decide. I spoke about something in church today I wanted to talk about, and then um, I just, I just couldn't decide. So I'm going a different direction. Then what I spoke about in church today, we had a, by the way, we had a great service at the county jail today. I felt the presence of God there. Man, I don't know how many people we had. We must have had, I don't know, somewhere between 40 and 50 men and women there. It seems like we have just about the whole population showing up for church. On Sunday afternoons, we go up there. (coughs) We have some ladies from our church go there on Thursday afternoons, and they have a, a women's Bible study there. So it's it's just exciting what's going on. It really is. Um, as I mentioned, I've got some music to play tonight. I've got some, uh, I got a, a guitar in here. I might do some of that. We'll see how, how I go here on the radio. But tonight I'm going to get a little deeper. Um, in fact, I spoke in church about today about the deeper things, but I'm not going to speak about that. But I am going a little deeper today. I want to just talk about, um, you know, the reasons why people can't surrender their life to God, the reasons why people are in depression. Um, Let's start out. John chapter 12, verse 23. Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. You know, I, I was thinking, um, and I brought some Brazil nuts to church last Wednesday night as I spoke on this topic. title of this is Tough Nut to Crack. 
I got to thinking about when Jesus said a, a, a corn of wheat has to, if it, if it falls into the ground, if it doesn't die, it's going to be alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. And I got to thinking about what part of that seed dies. You know, seeds have protective coatings around them. All seeds do. Now, Brazil nuts have a very, very strong protective coating around it that many animals and insects cannot break through. But the um, other seeds, like a corn of wheat, has a protective coating around it. Uh, all, all seeds, in my understanding, all seeds have a protective coating around them. And this protective coating is there to protect the seed until it's ready to germinate and grow. And as I said, some seeds have not much of a protective coating or a shell. Some seeds have a very strong shell around it. Now I'm going to just dive right into this, but when Jesus was talking about this corn of wheat falling into the ground and dying, he was talking about the shell around the corn of wheat dying. Because God's intention, now I know he was talking two things here. He was talking about his own life, but he was also talking about our life, too. You can see in the verses that surround it, it's got a dual meaning. But God's intention is for us to grow spiritually, emotionally, mentally. (coughs) Uh, God wants us to grow. But many times people have developed a hardness, a nut, that will not allow the proper nutrients, which is God's word, to get inside. And so shells, <coughs> these emotional shells or mental shells, we'll talk about several different kinds tonight, they're meant maybe to protect us, but they can cause us to become entrapped in our own prison. And how often have I seen that? I've seen people withdraw. I've seen people, for various reasons, withdraw from other people. I've seen people withdraw from God. They're they're safe inside their shell, but they're alone, and they're dying. Now, tonight, I want to tell you that the mind, our mindset is the shell. We must allow God to come against this hard shell. In fact, if you're driving or just sitting there, take your knuckle and just wrap your head tonight. Bang. You know, this. This uh, you've got to change your thinking. When the Bible talks about heart or neck, like you stiff-necked or you, you, know, you hard-hearted people, he's not talking about our neck and he's not talking about the thing that pumps blood in our, in our veins. God's talking about our head. He's talking about our mindset. The Word of God, when it says that you're stiff-necked, it's saying that you're stiff-headed or you're hard-headed. You know, being hard-hearted means to be hard-headed. And some people are proud. They say, well, Pastor Bob, I'm a hard nut to crack. I hope there's somebody thinking about somebody right now that listens occasionally to this show that has told me that, well, Pastor Bob, I'm a hard nut to crack. I hope you're listening, because that's not something that's good. That's not something to be proud of. That is a problem, to be hard-headed when it comes to God. 
There is no good excuse. And of all the things I say tonight, I'm not going to tell you that you should use any of these as an excuse to be hard-headed. Because to, to keep God and his word away from the seed that's inside of us that he wants to grow is a very dangerous thing. So it's nothing proud about to be proud about to be a tough nut to crack, and that's the title of this broadcast. That also can become an excuse to just do whatever you want. Well, Pastor Bob, I'm a tough nut to crack. You know, I'm an Italian or I'm a German or, or whatever. Well, it doesn't matter what you are. God wants to help you. I'd like to help you. You know, this tonight this broadcast is not my attempt at being a psychologist, but psychology is simply the study of human behavior. That's what it is. Somebody said that we're being overpowered tonight. Let me just let me check some. I don't know if Brother Duran can hear me, but people say that there's there's two two things coming on on Holy Ghost Radio tonight. Um, it's a preacher preaching the same time as me. I'll try to get this fixed here. I'll let, let me play this. Uh, let me play this song uh, by Brother Farron. Uh, we got a little technical difficulty. I'll get right back here. for a little bit that's uh, that's the evangelist bill farron singing and which i you guys know i like that cd play it a lot um got i guess we got it fixed so that's a good thing hey tonight if you're just tuning in this is pastor bob the tell it like it is show the title of the program is a tough nut to crack god wants to help you i would like to help you but you have to soften your heart and and it really um there are some of these shells that are very, very difficult. I'm going to mention some of them tonight. There are more. But, and here again, if you think that I'm trying to be a psychiatrist or psychologist tonight, maybe a psychologist, because psychology, as I said before that break, was simply the study of human behavior. And I've studied it. The things I want to talk about tonight, I've gotten from the Word of God and from observing people. I'm not, not really from reading any books on psychology, and it wouldn't hurt me to read some good books I, I like to read. But let me just dive in here. These shells that people build around them to protect them, protect their pride, protect them from other people, protect them from God. 
These are destructive. Number one, spiritual ignorance is a shell that is around people. Some people are trapped inside the walls of spiritual ignorance. They have no clue of another world. Uh, As I preached in our church today, there is a shallowness. Until I was 20 years old, that was me. I was just like an animal. I, you know, I, I, all I thought about was just satisfying myself, thought about myself. In fact, I, there's probably animals that were less selfish than me. And I, I'm not trying to make it sound worse than it was, but I just look back at my life and I'm ashamed because it just seemed like I, I just couldn't see the bigger picture. But I was trapped inside a wall of ignorance. Second Corinthians 4 and 3 said, But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. And so there are people that are trapped into walls of ignorance. <coughs> this, this many times is not their fault. This had to do with <coughs> who their parents were, <coughs> their culture they grew up in. This is why it's our job to reach them. How sad it is that a hungry person would be lost because I didn't care. You know, I um, I could be doing a lot more to reach people. I know I could. I, I, I'm not saying that I've arrived yet. I'm not using myself as any type of an example. I know of preachers that say things like they're the world's greatest soul winners and so on, and that's fine, and, and I'm not saying they're not. I'm not. But there are things that I'm doing because there are some people that are just simply lost because they don't know any different. That was me. I just didn't know any better. This radio show, part of what I'm doing tonight, it's on a local radio station. This is not, you might be listening on a podcast later or whatever. Did I give out my number? 290-7801-290-7862. Because there was a lady I met in, in Whitefish, Montana. My wife and I met her this this week, and I, I told her about this radio show. hope she's listening tonight. And if she is, that's my number. Text me. Let me know you're listening. 701-290-7862. She said she was going to. But there are people that are simply inside a wall of ignorance. you know. But then there are other people that are willingly ignorant. Second Peter 3 and 5 said, willingly ignorant. Some are willingly ignorant. So this is a wall that's built. It's it's built by you. You don't want to hear. There was a man that used to come to our church, and he used to attend sometimes our men's Bible study Friday morning at that time at Perkins at 6 o'clock. Now we have it at Taco John's at about 10 after 6. It's 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 a good deal to go to. You know, if you if you're a man out there, and you don't even want to go to our church, come to our men's Bible study on at, at Taco John's, 6, 10 a.m. every Friday morning. But there was a man that used to attend that would get on this rant, because it's an open discussion, but he'd get on this rant like, how am I supposed to understand? You know, I, I was raised, I was so mixed up religiously, we were Catholic, but we didn't ever go to church. And, I, and he just went on and on and on. He said, how does anybody expect me to understand? And I just wanted to grab him by the ears and slam his head down on the table and just say, listen, that's how you can understand. You don't have to stay ignorant. Don't use your spiritual ignorance as a shell 
to keep God out. If you want to know, you can know. If you want to hear, you can hear. If you want to see the truth, you can see it. James 1 and 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So if you want to know the truth, that little verse says that God's not stingy with the truth. Anybody that wants to know it, he'll show, but it goes on to say in the next verse that you better do something about it. So spiritual ignorance is a shell that people build around themselves. They think they're serving God because maybe they're serving God the way their parents did. But what if your parents are wrong? See, number two, preconceived religious ideas can be a shell against the truth. You know, I mean, it really can. Second Corinthians 3.14, the Apostle Paul talks about the veil in the temple. He said, and the Jewish people have a veil to this day in front of their eyes, but it can be done away with in Christ. He said, even unto this day when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when, when it shall turn to the Lord, their heart. And of course, here again, we're talking about the head. The veil shall be taken away. Your preconceived religious ideas can be blocking God out of trying to help you. And I'm not here talking just about the Jews, but when when the when Jesus you know, the Jewish people had a hard time with Jesus because of their preconceived ideas. In fact, when when Jesus' first disciples and deacons and, and his first church, uh, there was a man named Stephen who was a deacon in Acts chapter 7, and he began to talk. He was pulled into court. He began to talk to these Jews, and he said this. Uh, he was telling them uh, some things, and the Bible said when they that they cried out. Well, in verse 51 of Acts 7, he said this to him, and he could have said it nicer, but he said, ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. Like he was trying to be nice at first, if you read it, but they weren't getting it. So he was trying to break through the shell with a hammer, and he said, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do ye. And skipping down to verse seven of Acts or fifty-seven of Acts seven, it said, "Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears." Adult men plugged their ears. Why? Because Stephen was getting too close to inside the shell, and they didn't want the shell to break. And they grabbed Stephen, they took him outside town, and they stoned him to death. They threw rocks on him till he died. They stopped their ears because they were hard-headed, and he was making too much sense. No, that's right. You see, what the, these shells that people put, you know, Jesus said, unless that seed goes into the ground and dies, that shell has got to come down for you to begin to start growing. Another shell is the shell of pride. And these three are all kind of similar. Religious pride is not the only type of pride. 
Sometimes there's a cultural pride. Sometimes there's a national pride. You know, there, there are times that people, they don't want to hear what I have to say about Jesus because it's not the way they were raised. Jesus had to deal with religious pride, but it's not the only kind of pride. Believe me, it's not the only kind of pride. Some people even see it in the Bible, but they're so proud that they can't accept it because it makes it sound like they might have been wrong all these years. Well, you know, it's kind of like a friend of mine. He was going to a, a church out in um, out in Montana, and uh, we met these people. It's kind of a long story. I'll try to keep it short. But we were having Bible studies. We were driving at 60 miles from, or it's about 70 miles from us. And we were driving every week out into Montana. And they were attending a church at the same time. Well, we were having Bible studies. And in one of the Bible studies, this man named Stan, he said, uh, he said, hey, Pastor Bob, we're getting baptized this Sunday. And I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We skipped ahead in our Bible study to a lesson on baptism. And I convinced him that, I said, no matter what you do, you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. He said, okay, okay. He said, I'll ask that pastor, make sure he does it that way. Well, Saturday he went to meet the pastor. Now this is a whole family going to be getting baptized. Uh, Stan and his wife, his his mother and father-in-law, one of, one of his wife's brothers, there's like five of them. And he told the pastor, he said, now before, you know, I wanted to meet with you because I want to make sure you're baptizing us in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. And the pastor said, no, that's not the way I baptize. And Stan started talking to him about the scripture, and the pastor's son was there. He was the assistant pastor, and he said something like this. He said, well, Stan, you know, my dad's been doing this for 20 years. You should just listen to my dad. And Stan said, I've been cutting lumber. Stan had been a lumberjack before he moved to Weibo. He said, I've been cutting lumber for 20 years. And if some young guy showed me a better way to do it, I'd do it. He called me Saturday night. He said, Pastor Bob, they won't baptize us in Jesus' name. He said, would you consider baptizing us in Jesus' name? And I said, I would consider that. So Sunday they came in and were baptized in Jesus' name, started driving 70 miles to our church. But pride can stop you. Mark 3 and 5, we see a story about about this man who had a withered hand, and Jesus was getting ready to heal. Jesus was going to heal him, and the religious leaders were getting mad. They they were getting mad because he was going to heal somebody on the Sabbath day like you shouldn't work on this day. Well, let me just tell you this. In the Old Testament, you had to keep the Sabbath day, but it's no work for for God to heal on the Sabbath day. It doesn't take any effort for him. But when Jesus saw how stinking proud they were, now here's a guy that's got a withered hand, he's crippled, and they're worried that Jesus might heal him on the Sabbath day. The Bible says in Mark 3 and 5, it says that he turned around, he looked on them with anger. Jesus was angry. He was grieved, the Bible said, because of the hardness of their hearts. And he saith unto the man, stretch forth thine hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. 
pride is a stubborn wall. It's a stubborn shell. Jeremiah 13, 15 says simply this, Hear ye and give ear, be not proud, for the Lord hath spoken. I like that. 1 Peter 5 and 5, Be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud. Gives grace to the humble. That's what James said in James 4 and 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. He shall lift you up. Jeremiah 17, 23 says, But they obeyed not, neither inclined their ear, but made their neck stiff, that they might not hear nor receive instruction. Pride can make it where you don't hear. Carnality is a shell that people build around their lives. Carnality is a shallowness. It's a it's a shell that people refuse to see and hear the deeper calling of God in their lives. Bible says in Romans 8 and 7 that the carnal mind can't be it, it says it, it's not subject to the law of God neither indeed can be. That was the description of me when I was 20. Shallow, empty, waiting for the next party. Some people will never allow the Word of God to come through that shell of carnality. And those are the people, many times, folks, that are very depressed when they get old. Because you're living for this life only. But if you are, you're going to be disappointed, I promise. Wow. Let's see. How, I, you know, it's, I, I feel like keeping going here. Let's see. Let me, let me look at my text. We got people listening. Oh, the Blairs are listening. Where are they listening at today? We've got um, the Andres listening. Good. Brother Kill Collins is listening. His clan is listening tonight. Um, oh, man, I, that's new people listening. Good deal. Um, we've got, um, let's see, who else here? Um, okay, well, we got a bunch of people. I, 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 here again, I'm reading, spending too much time on this. I, you know what? Thank you so much for listening. <clears throat> but we're talking about the part of us that has to die for the seed to grow. Jesus, unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it's going to be all alone. Let me... Uh, let me, before I play a song here, let me just go on a little bit. Disappointments, disabilities, no opportunity. These can build shells around people's lives. Some people build a shell around their life because of true misfortune. Like, like um, you know, um, you can get, you know, let, let's just imagine that you were, even today it, it happens, but just imagine if you lived during the times of slavery here in the United States, and you were born as a slave. No opportunity for freedom. No opportunity to better yourself. No opportunity to escape. You know, you're a slave, and you had a wicked master who uh, whipped you and and uh, whipped your children in front of you. And uh, you know, I mean, like this can cause a shell. This can cause a hardness. Jesus said in the last days that the love of many will wax cold because of all the wickedness in the world. 
misfortunes in life can make a shell. I Here again, I started this program saying there's no excuse to have a shell because you're not going to grow. But there's some reasons that people have shells that make sense, but it's still not good for you. You know, we've got a lady listening tonight that had a stroke in her life, and she uh, she could put a shell up around her. She could be in the very grips of depression because of what's happened to her. But she's chosen not to do that, and you should have heard her testify on New Year's Eve. She had her daughter. She had written it down, and her daughter read it for her. But she's thanking God that she's alive, and she's thanking God she's doing way better than these doctors that ever said she would do. And she's thanking God that she heard this Acts 2.38 message. Yvonne's not in a shell. She might look like it to you, but she's broken out of that. Be careful, folks, not to lose your faith. Be careful not to lose your faith in God because of hardness, true disappointments, true disabilities, true uh, lack of opportunity. You know, don't ever forget that God has got a plan for your life. I believe we can help other people through this sometimes, if they'll let us. But if you get wrapped into that shell of that hardness, and I'm not even going to call it self-pity. I'll, I'll go to self-pity in a little bit. This is a hardness that happens because of rea- the realities of some people's lives. I mean, there there are some things that happen to people. What if you were accused of something and were put in prison for something you didn't do? There's a tendency to shut down. There's a tendency to be hateful and hard. Don't do that. There's no good reason to be a nut that's too hard to crack. You know, embarrassment of, yeah, uh, Brother Griffith, pride goes before destruction. I just read that. That's kind of back a couple, a couple topics ago. Embarrassment of personal failures can build a wall around our lives too. You know, if you've met, if you've really messed up, you might just withdraw from society. You know, what if you messed your family up? What if, what if you're divorced and and and, and nobody wants to see you or, you know, this can cause a attitude of hardness. It, it really can. It can cause people to retreat into a shell. Mis, you know, the, this, this, um, in many countries, people that have shamed their families kill themselves. Now, we don't do that here necessarily. I'm sure there's some of it here, but I understand the concept of shame. We don't have to live in those countries to understand this. Some people, I was just with some people from Jordan kind of trying to tell me that, you know, I don't understand. No, I understand the concept. I just don't, we don't carry it out to the same degree that these countries do. But in these countries, when you shame your family, sometimes people just kill themselves. But here again, these type of shells become prison shells. You know, sometimes we build shells when other people fail. When people backslide, or maybe your children have failed. And because of that, you don't want to reach out anymore. There can become a hardness in you. It's 
the same hardness that can happen in a prison guard. When they see people coming back over and over and over again to jail, you can start thinking, well, this nobody can change. Once a con, always a con. My, am I re, am I helping somebody tonight, man? My my intention is to help somebody. You know, I, I really that's my intention is just trying to help somebody tonight. You know, I, I hope that I am. You know, there there is there is. You know this, this uh, you know you can. I've uh, got a a lady texting me tonight talking about how even trauma. Um you know, can, you know, we can overcome this. We we can, we can overcome it, but all of these things can cause us to, to pull into ourself. And once we do that, we do it sometimes for protection. You know, she mentioned even mental health, the shells of addiction, all these things. I'm not going to even go into some of these areas tonight. Sometimes people stay drunk because they don't want to face the real world. Now there are, you know, there are drunks that drink because they like the feeling. And maybe that's the way it all started out. But many times there are people that are addicted that just want to escape because of the mess up they've made, the destruction they've caused, and they just don't want they want to stay in this shell of being high. I, you know, I don't. I didn't intend to say all that, but there's a lot of shells out there. The shell of self pity. This is a terrible shell. It's not something I don't talk about often. I do talk about it often on this radio show. In Jonah chapter four and verse nine, we read of a prophet that that is so angry. That he says to God, God asks him in Jonah 4 9, he said, Jonah, are you doing well to be angry for this gourd, this plant that just died? And Jonah said, I do well to be angry even unto death. Like he's arguing with God. Jonah, you big baby. But once you get wrapped, you know what? I always say I'm going to write a book on self pity, but it's not because I've read any books about self pity. It's just I've observed the destructive force of self-pity. And when you try to break that shell and help people escape, the shell becomes stronger sometimes, and they become angry at you, and they say, you don't understand. You are, you are heartless. You, you don't have any empathy. You don't have any sympathy. I've gone through terrible things. I've got a right to be like this. And they are alone. Even their family won't have anything to do with them. Because they're wrapped up into their shell of self-pity. And you can't, God's word can't get to them. There, you know what, I believe this, and maybe I should do a whole show on this. But there are some people that are so full of self-pity that they'd, they would be mad at God even when they went to hell. Because they'd still be blaming everybody else and God too. There is a hardness of self-pity that can cause two boys to go into a Columbine high school and shoot up a bunch of people. 
and then shoot themselves because they don't care because all they care about is themselves. You know, I'm kind of moving along here because this is some big topics here. And I, you know, I, I got my guitar here just staring at me. I want to play it, but I'm not going to right now. I'm not really answering my texts, although there's a lot of good stuff coming in. Um, I mean, a lot of good stuff coming in here. Thank you so much. I'll read through this. I may not get a chance to read it here and, and, and put it on the radio program. But I, if you're just tuning in late, I'm talking about when Jesus said, unless a seed goes into the ground and dies, it's going to lay there alone. He's talking about the shell of the seed disintegrating so that the nutrients can get to the seed. And God's nutrients is God's truth, God's word, God's spirit. But you can put up a shell against it, and this shell will turn into a prison that keeps God out and everybody else. Past hurts and people letting you down is a shell that people put up for protection. And it always ends up shutting God out and shutting God's people out. And you will die in your lonely, protective prison, in your solitary confinement, because of past hurts, others letting you down. Now, here again, as I said earlier, there are people that truly have been hurt. There are other people that just want to be hurt so they can have people feel sorry for them. Some people just want attention. Like, everybody now has post-traumatic stress syndrome. I was just talking to a friend of mine <coughs> about this. He was on the fire, a firefighter, and uh, he told me it makes him so mad because the people that really do have this problem don't want to talk about it now because they don't want to be put into the same camp as these people that just want to have it. Because it's really real. It really is real. Here again, if you're a tough nut to crack or a hard nut to crack, I will, I, don't be proud about that. Be, be looking for God to help you. You have might have been hurt, and it might be believable. Your story might be reasonable. But what does God think about bitterness? What does he think about it? You know, I had somebody years ago tell me, um, they said, you know, I I grew up, I had a pastor that was really controlling and restrictive, and because of that, I'm not going to listen to you either. I struggle with that. See, what does that have to do with anything? There's bad apples everywhere. There's, there's bad Roman Catholic priests, there's bad doctors, there's bad coaches, uh, there's bad Pentecostal preachers, I'm sure. But what does that have to do with what's doing what's right? It's an excuse, it's a shell. You know, uh, Hebrews 12 and 15 says, looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God. So you can fail the grace of God. You eternal security believers, look at Hebrews 12 and 15. The grace of God's been given to you, and you fail. How do you fail? It says it's because of a root of bitterness springing up. And it troubles you, and it defiles other people too. Bitterness isn't going to just hurt you. 
And you've got to deal with the root. You've got to deal with this root of bitterness. Because it's not going to just cause you to be lost, but it's going to hurt other people too. Your bitterness can pull others, like your children for instance, it can pull others into the shell with you, and you can all be bitter together. Bitterness is catchy. They talk about COVID being catchy. Don't be around bitter people unless you're trying to reach them because it can affect you. Can Here again, can the shell that you put around yourself for protection from hurt become a prison to you? It can. And let me just say this too, that I want to add this in, and, and, and I hope you understand this. I hope this is okay to bring up on the radio, but even your religion, even true religion, can become a shell. When we read in Revelation uh, where these seven letters were written to the churches in chapter 2 and 3 of Revelation, there's a church called the Church at Ephesus, and these people are doing everything right. They're doing everything right. They wouldn't tolerate false doctrines. They don't tolerate sin in the church. They were patient. They were hardworking. But something was wrong. They had built a shell. And the shell was that they just looked inward. Their religion became their focal point. Okay, I'm going to say something deep here, but their religion became their focal point. But God wanted himself to be their focal point and others to be their focal point. You know, I hope I'm not misunderstood here, but when our religion becomes our focal point, we're trapping ourselves into a shell. We're trapped into a church building, and we're not reaching out. The church in Ephesus kept talking about God, but they had quit talking to God. You know, I um, I pastor a church that's, you know, a decent-sized church. And I sometimes I get frustrated because people, you know, the, they want counseling, but they're not tied into God. They're not, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. You know, like, what happens then is my counseling becomes just words, but it doesn't help them. Like if you're not if you're going through a struggle right now spiritually, can I ask you a question? What's your prayer life like? You know, the church in Ephesus might have memorized the word of God, but were they applying it to themselves? Or was it just a bunch of sermon material? You you see what I'm saying? Religion can become a shell. We can memorize the whole Bible, but we forget that God's talking to us personally. We can talk about God and brag about God, and that's good. I'm doing that tonight, but are we still talking to God? I got a lot of people texting me tonight. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Uh, And I probably will... um, 
I probably will uh, read some of these in a little bit. Um, you know, uh, the church in Ephesus was active, but I think maybe they forgot why they were active. Could I say it that way? And these were good people. This was a church that everything they were doing everything right, but they just kind of forgot why they were doing it. Now, I believe that God is a gentleman, and I believe in Revelation three or two and twenty or three and twenty, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's not going to barge in, he's looking to be invited. Um he'll help you crack that hard shell around you, but you better be hollering on the inside that you want him to come in. Can you hear God knocking tonight at your heart's door? Hello? Hello, I'm out here. I want to help you. Please let me in your shell. You hear God tonight? You know, uh, one of my favorite verses, or not one of, excuse me, not one of my favorite verses, a verse that I really like that goes along with this. What if they won't open the door? What if you're dealing with a bunch of hard-headed people that won't listen? Well, that's time to get the hammer out. Hammers can break nuts. God, use your hammer on me if I won't open up. Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine it says, Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? You rockheads. You know, I mean, hammers don't feel good on your head. God loves you so much, he may cause things to happen to, to uh, break through that shell of yours. Bunch of rockheads. That's what I should have named the program. Rockheads. Instead, I named it a, a tough nut to crack. On Wednesday night, I brought a hammer to church, and I took that Brazil nut, and I smashed that thing to kingdom come. God's word can break the nut, but what he doesn't want to do that. He just wants to crack it so that he can get inside. The word of God can help you grow. Second Timothy 3.16 says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine. Okay, it'll teach you for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The the, the word of God is a lamp unto our feet, but it could be a, a hammer to your head if it needs to be. And God loves you so much. You know, I you know, sometimes sometimes if you won't listen to God the, the policeman's billy club will teach you a lesson. It's lonely inside that nut. It's lonely in there. You might be safe, but you're lonely. I'd rather take a risk and open up and let God inside and let other people inside too. Is there a prison wall between you and God? Is there a prison wall between you and other people? You know, sometimes these shells get built up, and I'm talking just to the church here now, but because of disappointments, because of maybe some backsliding and so on, you've just given up on reaching others. That's a shell. 
you got to break out of your shell. You know, you got to break out of One of my granddaughters told me she went up and introduced herself. She's listening tonight to several people in our church. You know why? Because she's not going to stay in that shell. She wants to be friends. You know, we've been having all these visitors come lately. How are we going to reach other if we're trapped? People say, well, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of an introvert. Knock it off. Stop it. That's, that's, that's an excuse. That's a shell. You, you have no right. You can't hold this Acts 238 message and be an introvert. You've got to break out. Learn some people skills. I mean, talk to somebody that can make friends. You know, I mean, <clears throat> talk about the weather at first if you have to. Yeah, Luke 20 and 18, whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken, but whosoever shall fall upon it will grind him to powder. You know, oh man, I'm getting so much good stuff and I can't even look at it. I mean, I just it's going to be I'm I'm not trying to ignore people are texting me some good stuff tonight. I mean, it's really good. You know, I don't know what your shell is. I have no idea what, you know, what what is uh, what the prison that you've that you've wrapped yourself into. But I'm telling you tonight that God is wanting to help you. Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Uh, just a few minutes left in the program. Uh, you want to come and see me uh, this Wednesday night at 7.30. is a church service at 501 Elks Drive. We bought the Elks building, and it's just upstairs. That's where it is. Um, the uh, Also... On Sundays at 10 a.m. is Sunday School. 11 is our Sunday worship service. Tuesday night in Beach at 7.30, we have a church service. And Tuesday night at at 10 o'clock in Beach, we have service. Bowman, North Dakota, Wednesday night at 7.30, Sunday mornings at 10.30. You know, know, you've got to break out of this shell. You know, maybe, maybe breaking out of your shell will be simply coming to church. But Jesus wants to help you. I'd like to help you. He's calling. You know, one of my favorite stories, you know, I might, forgive me, KDIX, but I might go over just a few minutes tonight. But one of my favorite stories is in Mark chapter 5, the story of the man that was possessed with the legion of devils. Read the story. Jesus came over the sea to find the man. And the man reached out to him. And uh, and Jesus cast those demons out. You want to be free? Hasn't always been this way. I remember brighter days before the dark ones came, stole my mind, wrapped my soul in chains. Now I live among the dead Fighting voices in my head Hoping someone hears me Crying in the night And carries me away Set me free From the chains that are holding me 
Is anybody out there hearing me? Set me free. Morning breaks another day. Finds me crying in the rain. All alone with my demons I am. Who is this man who comes my way? The dark ones shrink, they scream his name. Is this the one they say will set the captive free? Jesus, rescue me, set me free from the chains that are holding me. Is anybody out there hearing me? Set me free of the chains that are holding me. Is anybody out there hearing me? And as the God-man passes by, he looks straight in through my lies. The darkness cannot hide. Said you want to be free. I hold the chains, I hold the key. Power in heaven and earth belong to me. He said you want to be free. Lift your chains, I hold the key. All power in heaven and earth belong to me. You are free. You are free, you are free, you are free. And Lord Jesus, tonight I close this broadcast. I pray, God, that you break the chains of, of those that are in those, those bondages, those shells that have either been created by their life or by themselves. God, I pray that you break through tonight and help them. In Jesus' name. Pastor Bob, signing off. Um, that phone number I've been giving out all night, 701, or no, I guess I haven't, but I gave it out once, 701-290-7862. That's my phone number. You can get a hold of me during the week that way. God bless you. Um, Jesus came to give us freedom. Let him do it. In Jesus' name. God bless
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com.
The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.